we being recognized? Can people tell that you are a believer without wearing the t-shirt that says so? A part of reaching people is walking out your relationship with Jesus, which means being relational and building community and connections with people. Now on to the intro. school of life he is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain you know it is 100 all right here i am it's me talking about something so i hope everybody's had a good week i hope you enjoyed the last show um, things are going pretty good. Just want to make sure to thank everybody that's listening and watching on YouTube and Facebook and listening on, on the on the audio podcast. Uh, just a quick reminder, I'm out there all over the place. Um, you can currently, if you're watching me on YouTube right now, uh, feel free to hit the like button, the subscribe button, and ring the bell. <laughs> and if you listen to me anywhere and you want to make sure that somebody else knows, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and, of course, uh, Pandora, which is, oddly enough, my number one hits come off of uh, Pandora. So I think that's kind of interesting. So if you're a Pandora listener, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I do want to say this. Um, DJ Joshway gave me a great shout-out last night on the Midnight Show at Generations Church. So I just want to thank you, Josh. I'm glad that you were uh, did that for me. And I'll put, I'll put a link in the description if you want to go check out Joshway, DJ Joshway. All right, here we go. So, so I actually started this, you know, talking about um, wanting to be, re- you know, having to be recognized. So that, that, that we have a mental thing in our brain that we want, we we actually want to be recognized. We want to be seen by people, even if you're an introvert. You know, when you get that one little spark, you're like, oh, I want to be seen, or I want to, I want people to know who I am. Um, it's a big thing. A lot of people like to do that. But I'm going to put it to you this way, and I said, I said, I think I said in my intro, um, are we being recognized as a believer just by with the things we do? So I'm going to actually use a terminology because I believe everybody should get to know Jesus. That's just my personal opinion. If you don't like it, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so if everybody should get to know Jesus, we should be the people and the voice according to the Word of God that we are the voice that get people to know who Jesus is. It's not up to your church; it's up to the believer. And your church should be doing that at the end of every service. My church does. And if you don't have a home church, click a link below. Um, so I'm just going to do this. I'm going to use a terminology that some people might not like. But um, here it is. It's called, a, I call it, I don't know if it's a great term. I don't know if it's something I came up with. I don't know if a million other people came up with it. I don't know. But this terminology is out there. It's called relational evangelism. And what it is that I'm talking about when we put these two t- two words together, so I'm going to define. I'm divine. I am divine. No, I'm not. No, I'm, not. <laughs> I'm going to define relational, and I'm going to define evangelism. So watch this. So here's relational um, concerning the way in which two or more people or things are connected. So you have a concern for the way that two or more people are connected, and this is evangelism, the winning or revival of personal commitments to Christ. 
So we have these two things. So if I were to take those two definitions and put them together, it would sound something like this. Having concern to get people connected to a personal relationship with Jesus, a personal commitment to Christ. So Jesus put it in Revelation. He actually talks about who needs to be connected and who we have to reach and, and the people that we have to see. So watch this. Uh, this is Revelation um, 22, uh, 12 through 17. And behold, I am coming quickly. So this is end time stuff. Um, so and behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to this work. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexual, sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. Verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and bright and morning star and the spirit uh, and the spirit and the bride say, come and let him who hears say, come and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. So he's saying, hey, there's people on the outside and there's people that are going to get on the inside. The people that know me are going to get in, and the people that don't know me, the people that he's calling dogs, will not get in because they have not made a commitment to Jesus. So watch. So verse 15 actually says this, but on the outside, there are dogs. Well, how do we get the dogs to come in? <laughs> Here's how Jesus did it. So Jesus sat down with the sinners, and he had conversation with them. He sat down with the tax collectors. He sat down with the thing. Now, if you go out and you buy a brand new dog or you go out and you go to the shelter and get a dog that doesn't really know you, you have to spend time with that animal and love them and hug them and do these things so that that, that animal gets used to you. And then that animal will come and go accordingly because he knows who you are. You create a relationship. Now, I'm I know I'm using a dog, <laughs> so that's kind of funny, <laughs> but the Bible actually says the dogs are outside. So how do you get the dog to come in? You have to love it. You have to re have relationship with it. You have to spend time with it. Come on. And then the dog will eventually come in. It'll sleep on your bed. It'll hug you while you're doing all that kind of stuff. My dog does that. We got him from a shelter. It took a long time for him to become comfortable with who we were because of the situation that he was in prior. So this is the same thing with people. People get messed up in life. People don't have understanding of who you are. People don't know what's going on. They need to have some sort of relationship or get connected with a group of people in order to start to uh, get comfortable with things, and then they're willing to come in. Now, not everybody's going to receive Jesus in the street. Come on, right? That's the truth. I, I'm a, I, I've said this a million times. I'm a big fan of going to the beach and, and evangelizing people. But if you don't have a place for them to plug in, to get connected and build relationships, you're not going to see anything happen with them. You just, they got saved on the street. We had 300 people saved, but you don't know where they went afterwards, right? So here's verse, um, so here's Matthew uh, chapter 9, 10 and 12. This is, this is actually Jesus. This is what he does. And I think one of the greatest things about God is that he engages with sin. He, he, he was... The Holy Spirit was hovering over the darkness when the earth was created. He was there. He was engaged with it. Um, here we see Jesus. He's going to sit down with, uh, with, uh, with the people. And watch this. So now it happened. This is verse 10. Matthew 9. Uh, this is verse 10. Now what happened is Jesus sat at the table in the house 
that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. So he sat down in the house. He said he's in he's in a house. He's in a place. He's having dinner or whatever's going on there. And then watch this. So verse 11 says, when the Pharisees saw the, saw it, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? So he is communing. He's sitting down. He's spending time with these people. And he's going, okay, you're tax collectors, you're sinners. But he's having relationship with them. He's, he's saying, hey, I'm, I'm Jesus. This is what I do. This is how I am. And if you get to know me, I'm going to take you to heaven with me because I'm going to die. And he's, you know, who knows what the conversation actually was. But when Jesus heard that, so Jesus heard them say this, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. So he's sitting there saying, these guys are dogs. These guys are sick. These guys have something that needs to be corrected. So I'm going to sit down with them. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So it's like, hey, if you're going to be all righteous and stuff, I don't need you. I, I need This is the guys I need. So he's engaging with people. He's actually creating a relationship with this group of people by sitting down and communing or eating or enjoying time together. But he's not joining in the sin. He's engaging with the sinners in order to create a relationship. J- Jude, Jude, the right Jude, you go read the book of Jude. He takes this to a whole other level where, where some people are willing to go into the, some people are, you know, some people, evangelist type people, are willing to go into the pits of hell and retrieve those that are fallen. This is not this is not a, a lateral statement. This is not this is some people who are far lost. This, this what he's talking about the people that are in the pits of hell that are far lost that we might decide that there's no hope for them. And and, and we as people make that decision ourselves. We're like, well, there's no hope for that person. You're never going to get to know Jesus. Well, if you don't plant a seed at the bare minimum, how do you know they're not? You have to give people a chance. <laughs> you have to have hope for individuals. You, and if you're just, and if your attitude is that that's never going to happen, are you carrying the right attitude? <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> but here's so here's what Jude says. There's always hope. Okay, here's what Jude says. This is Jude twenty and twenty two. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Now watch this. I'm going to tell you this. This this is the big key if this is you. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, if you don't have that, I'm going to eventually do a show on all of that stuff. But the Holy Spirit gives you the strength, gives you the guidance, gives you the direction. And he will be there when you go and reach into somebody's life that is completely so far gone that they're in the pits of hell. Okay. I mean, I'm talking to that person. I'm just going to go to hell and nothing's going to happen. But if we and then watch what he says here. And on some have compassion, making a distinction but others have with, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. These are people that are making a distinction in their lives. They're being recognized as believers, and they're reaching people that some people will say, "Hey, 
I'm never going to reach that person. I'm never going to reach that gangbanger. I'm never going to reach that, that, that. But there are people that are designed specifically, filled with the Holy Spirit, that can deal with the people that are that close and can move forward. So this is the basics of the whole thing. Be about Jesus in your daily life. Do not separate those in such a manner that you are above them. Be who God made you to be. And when the situation arises to bring Jesus into a conversation, that's when it's time to be bold and share. This does not change who you are. You don't have to be, you know, evangelism doesn't always happen from the stage. Evangelism happens in real life, in everyday life. And if we're being relational, we want to connect with people, even people outside of our sphere of influence or even people inside of our sphere of influence. Not everybody we know is a believer and they're looking to you or looking at you or watching your relational daily walk to see if you are too. <laughs> watch this, watch this. So this is 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9, 19 through 23. For though I am free from all men, this is Paul, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win the Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. So he had, he knew these things. He knew the law. Now, Paul was very scholared. So so he knew the Jewish law. He knew the Torah. He knew all that stuff. And, and he knew uh, th- th- those kinds of things. So he could actually intertwine and have conversation and do that kind of stuff. So those who are without law, as without law, not being without law towards God, but under law towards Christ, that I might win those who are without law. Now, th- this is talking about the, the law lists. They don't, uh, they're not dealing with any law, the hardcore sinners. To the weak, I became as weak, that I might win the weak. So in other words, he's having relational conversation, connecting with people at their Level. I might have become all things. He says, I have become all. This is verse 22. I have become all things to all men that I might may, that I might by all means save some. So he's not going to save everybody. Say he's right there. He's saying it directly that I might save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake that I may be a partaker of it with you. The gospel that I might be a partaker of it. The gospel with you. You so he wants to connect and communicate with people so he he doesn't come down to their level he integrates himself at their level does that make sense so he has conversation he he's not trying to be like oh look at me I'm high and mighty I'm the greatest thing on earth you must know Jesus or you're gonna go to hell that's not actually what he's doing here he's saying he's engaging with the sin he's engaging with sinners he did not join in with the sin but he set the example of communicating and connecting and engaging with people where they are as com- as compared to where they're going to be. Well, you're going to go to, you know, this, that, and so on and so forth. I'm not saying that you don't communicate about sin because that has to come up in conversation. Sin is a real thing, and, it ha- and, and that's part of what, what evangelism is. You should actually say, hey, you're a sinner. You know, we've all fallen. I did too. I still do. Every day I make mistakes, right? But in order to lift them up and bring them to the knowing of Jesus, you have to kind of meet people where they're at. And that's what Paul is saying. He's saying, hey, be authentic. Be a real believer and people will see Jesus in you and they will be drawn to that. Then you be bold and tell them about Jesus.
Ride on. Ride on.